What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Bleeding BNG Podcast, episode 104. Um, if you're checking this out on YouTube, be sure to comment, be sure to like, and be sure to subscribe. We're cutting through the fluff in this episode because I ain't got too much energy to spend on this team, um, and, I, and I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And to be honest with you, I'm not feeling well. Um, I don't know if it's the weather outside. It's, it's rather it's rather chilly outside. The weather is quite frightful outside in the DMV area, if you guys know. Um, or I don't know if I'm just sick to my stomach with this fucking team. Um, to give you a timestamp, as I do for every episode, it's about 8 a.m. on Friday, November the 24th. It's Black Friday. So happy holidays, happy Thanksgiving if you guys celebrate it. Um, because it wasn't a happy Thanksgiving if you were a Washington Commander fan. And like I said, I don't know if I was sick to my stomach because of the weather. I don't know if I was sick to my stomach. I ain't going to call out the food because the food was hitting. I don't think it's food poison or anything like that. So I, I just think that I'm sick to my stomach because I was getting trolled by Dallas Cowboy fans all night. I think that that might be it. I think that that might be it. And the saddest thing about it, is that this isn't nothing new. I've been living amongst Dallas Cowboy fa uh, fa uh, fans in my extended family my entire life. But this is one of the few times where I didn't have a fucking rebuttal at all. Because we fucking suck, bro. You know you come over to Bleeding BDG for the most raw, uncut, and unfiltered analysis. I'm so checked out. And I'm checked out, and I'm not even going to spend a long time on this episode because... There's not much to talk about anymore. Because at this point, we're beating a dead horse. At this point, we're beating a fucking dead horse. And we're going to call this episode Turkey Leg Butt. We're going to call this episode Turkey Leg Butt. As a shout out and a uh, homage to the famous restaurant in Houston, Texas, Turkey Leg Hut. Not only are we shouting out them and giving an homage to them, but that's where we are right now. We're butt. And the Dallas Cowboys were eating fucking turkey legs in the middle of the game against us, bro. The Dallas Cowboys were eating turkey legs in the middle of the football game. In the middle of a fucking football game, they were having Thanksgiving dinner on our shit, bro. They were having the last supper on our shit in the middle of a in the middle of a fucking football game, bro. And y'all wonder why I ain't got no energy to spend on this team. They were y'all don't hear me. They were feasting on fucking aluminum foil wrapped turkey legs in the middle of an NFL football game, bruh. And I don't want to say that this is a new low, and I don't want to say that this is rock bottom, because I've seen the 2013 season. I've seen the end of the Jim Zorn era. As I mentioned, I've seen the end of the 2013 season when Mike Shanahan was flipping, was fucking leaking news out of Ashburn like it was hotcakes. I seen the swinging gate. And I think that this talks more about this organization during the duration of my fanhood. Because this is a sad ass organization, bruh. This is a sad ass organization. And I was amongst my family yesterday. And I was amongst my brother. He's in the seventh grade, so I think he's about 12 years old. That's about how old you are in the seventh grade, right? Um, and that's my guy, man. I love him to death. And he was out there cheering on the commanders. And I told him yesterday, I said, boy, I love you. You a real one. You a real one. Because if I was your age, I don't know how I'd be a commander fan at this point. Because I've sat through 28 years of fucking misery. And it wasn't no choice. And we weren't that removed from the Super Bowls when I became a fan. He's 12. He ain't seen shit. 
He ain't seen shit. I know he's a fucking dinosaur. I know our age demographic is is fucking 47 and up. Because guess what? If you're not 47 and up, you haven't seen a lot of success from this team. And of course, I'm speaking in hyperbole. But to be honest, if you ain't about 35 and up, you ain't seen success from this team, bro. And I appreciate you guys coming to support me week in and week out. Because we ain't even giving analysis today. How much analysis can you give to a 45 to 10 fucking drubbing that you take on fucking Thanksgiving Day? If my father ain't put his fucking foot in that fucking turkey, that turkey would have been nasty as shit. Because guess what? I definitely added some salt with my tears. I'm crying like shit over the turkey. Getting trolled by Dallas Cowboy fans. Turkey salty as shit because my tears, bro. I had a Thanksgiving plate with a side of tears, bro. That's what the fuck this sorry-ass organization has done to me. And I got to come in on here week in and week out and pod and talk about these sorry-ass bums, bro. I got to come in here week in and week out. I could have parted yesterday. Because to be honest, I felt better yesterday than I do today. But guess what? What the f Y'all was going to hear, y'all think I cuss too much now? Y'all were going to hear F-bomb after F-bomb after F-bomb yesterday. Because all that pent-up aggression from being trolled by my fucking family, I would have took it out on y'all. And I didn't want to do that to my amazing subscribers. I did not want to do that. You see, I'm much more subdued. I'm much more subdued today. I'm much more, I woosawed a little bit. I'm in my inner zen right now. I'm catching my inner zen right now. Because, to be honest, if I was as high-strung and as emotional about this team as I was in years past, even years prior doing this broadcast, they would have killed me by now. So now I got to go into games not giving a fuck. And that's that's sad. That's sad that this is what my organization has done to me. That's sad that this is what my organization has done to me. NFL, stop putting us on Thanksgiving, bro. Especially against the Dallas Cowboys. I know y'all used to like do a lot in the past, in the 90s and the 80s, give off that Cowboys and Indians, that, that foo-foo-ass shit that we ain't even about to talk about, that foo-foo-ass idea of Thanksgiving. Guess what? We ain't even the Redskins no more, bro. Cowboys and Commanders doesn't even have the same ring to it. So why the fuck are we playing on Thanksgiving? For us to get our asses handed to us year in and year out. I know you're like, oh, but Jalen, last time we played him in Thanksgiving in 2020, we won. Yeah, shut up, bro. Shut up. Stop talking about the past with this organization, bro. This ain't a rivalry either. We're 31 games under 500 against the Dallas Cowboys. If this was fifth grade Jalen out there on the streets of Minnesota Avenue, I would be standing up for my guys, standing on business, 10 toes down. Now, we got a little, little football insight. And we know what's really going on. I can't, bruh. Because this is a foo-foo-ass organization. This organization is horrible. This organization is ass. And I'm letting you know now, Josh Harris, you got one. You got one chance to make this right, brother, man. You got one chance to make this right. Because right now... And I don't want to be the, the voice of the fan base, but we on Twitter, we on X, we on social media, we see it. Their patience is wearing thin. Their patience is wearing real thin with you, my guy. And I'm not saying that it's right nor it's wrong, 
but it's rational. It's reasonable. It's understood when you're watching this bullshit-ass product week in and week out. And like I said, you only got one chance to make it right because guess what? You only got one first choice. No matter how long you'll end up being the owner of the Washington Commanders or whatever the fuck they end up naming this sorry-ass team, you only got one first choice. And you better make it a good one. Getting to the game. Like I said, it ain't much to talk about with a 10 to 45 point win. Like, y'all just want me up here just talking to just be talking. This shit was never a game. Dallas scored 38 fucking points in 10 minutes in the second half. Matter of fact, yes, it was a game in the first half. That's the fool comatose talking to me right now. I'm sorry. Sam Howe, as we start with our quarterback, as we always do. 28 for 44, 300 yards, zero touchdowns. One interception. I like Sam Howe. I love Sam Howe. But Sam Howe has a what? A, a one to four touchdown, uh, ten interception ratio over the last two weeks. Did he have a touchdown against the New York Giants, if I can remember? Did he? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm in a food coma right now. Apologize. My apologies. I had to eat my sorrows away watching that bullshit yesterday. Drake my sorrows away watching that bullshit yesterday. But, I mean, the offense, and I hate to be the I told you so guy. Psych, no, I don't. The offense ain't it. I want everybody that told me and chastised me for talking about how I want Ben Johnson to be my coach next year. Oh, Eric B. Enemy is that guy. Please show your faces. Because I called you out last episode and you didn't show your faces then. I'm calling you out now. Oh, no. A couple of you guys there were like, oh, Eric B. Enemy didn't turn the ball over six times. I mentioned that in a fucking episode. No shit, Sherlock. But you know what Eric B. Enemy did do? Let's talk about it. Eric B. Enemy did drop back Sam Howe 26 times in the first half. Getting away from the run game. Eric enemy did throw a uh, fucking go ball on third and one to Terry McLaurin, who ain't won one-on-ones all fucking year. I like the call shot if you had a number one dominant receiver. Newsflash, we don't. Not right now. Not in 2023. And I love Terry McLaurin. But then you run a fucking fourth and one gun run up the gut with Jahad Dyson. That's what Eric enemy has done. That's what Eric enemy has done. Eric Bieniemy wouldn't know a run under center if it smacked him in the fucking face. And I don't understand it because, bro, you were a fucking running back in the in the fucking 90s and 2000s when all the fuck they did was run under center, bro. Like, what the fuck? You got amnesia? You coached Adrian Peterson in one of the greatest rookie running back seasons of all time where all he did was run under fucking center, bro. And you know, we're advocates for the new modern NFL and, and the game isn't played how it's used to. You know, we always talking about that. Well, guess what? Taking another motherfucker will ain't never going to change no matter what style of football you play. Running, having smash mouth football, taking a, giving your offensive line the, the, the chance to take another motherfucker's will ain't going to change with no matter the style of football. You're still going to win in football games in the trenches no matter if you're running a fucking air raid or if you're running three yards in a cloud of dust. You still need dudes in the trenches. Eric Bieniemy handpicked Andrew Wiley. Y'all forgot about that? Well, at least that's what the reports told me. 
And I'm going to believe those reports when we sat his bum ass on the first day of free agency like he's a premier free agent. That's what Eric Bieniemy did do. And Eric Bieniemy is far from our biggest issue. But we touching on the offense first. Eric Bieniemy's downfield passing scheme is trash. Guess what? I told you that in week two. Because we put in effort here over here at Bleeding B&G. We're not just talking out of our ass. We watch the All-22 every week. Maybe I need to do some film breakdowns just to prove to y'all. Eric Bieniemy's scheme has had receivers running into each other downfield all fucking season. And it started in week two in Denver. Go back and look at our go back and look at the episode then. Cause we really know what the fuck we talking about over here at Bleeding BNG. That's what Eric Bieniemy has done. Everybody keep talking about how Sam Howell has led the league in passing and all this other shit. That's a volume stat. That's a volume stat. He led the league in passing attempts as well. And I'm not saying that Sam's not the answer. I did a whole fucking podcast the other day talking about how he just might very well be the franchise. So I'm not reneging on that. But if you clean the house and you clean in the full operation, Airbnb needs to go too. I'm so ready for a real organization. Because I ain't seen it in my 28 years as a fan. And the shit's sad. The shit's sad. Eric Bieniemy got fucking Terry McLaurin looking like Rod Gardner out this bitch, bruh. Got Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson look like Rod Gardner and Denarian McCance out this bitch. And it ain't just Eric Bieniemy. Everybody got a hand in this pot. It's Thanksgiving. Everybody got a hand in the kitchen right here. Terry McLaurin is not the same Terry McLaurin that we've been seeing for the last couple of years. It's okay to take them burgundy tinted lenses off and admit that shit, bruh. And no, I'm not a hater because I my my I'm I'm fucking re regurgitating what my two eyes are showing me. That does not make me a hater. I love Terry McLaurin more than anybody else in this fucking Washington Commanders community. Terry McLaurin is having a dog year, a down year. Terry McLaurin is playing like dog shit. That is okay to say, guys, and it doesn't make you a hater. And then I know my eyes aren't deceiving me when you look at some of the next-gen stat numbers and Terry McLuhan and Jahan Dotson separation numbers are down there with wide receiver threes, bruh. Like KJ Osborne and, and, and fucking Cortland Sutton are creating better separation than fucking Terry McLuhan and Jahan Dotson. Yes, it has something to do with scheme. But then when you go sit back and look at an all-22 like against the Seattle Seahawks, with Devin Witherspoon had Terry McLaurin in hell and Tariq Willard had Jahan Dotson in hell. And you can't put that all on scheme, bruh. <coughs> when Logan Thomas is your second leading receiver in 2023, it's an issue. That's an issue. Your offense not dynamic enough. Stop telling me about Eric Bieniemy, bruh. We know the defense shit. How much more I got to say about this defense, bro? This defense is 7-on-7 seven seven as fuck. And you know the worst part about it? They don't have no D-linemen in 7-on-7, seven seven, bro. We wasting $40 million on two D-tackles. 
And the reason I'm not trying to get too riled up is because I told y'all in the emergency pod episode when we traded Montez Sweat and Chase Young that we were down for the tank. This was a long season from this point, and it shows because guess what? The edge presence since then has been fucking Mike Newt as fuck. Stop telling me what the fuck KJ Henry did the other day, bro. Where was KJ Henry at yesterday? Where's KJ Henry been all season? But that's the shit that we do as Washington Commander fans. We grasp at one and a half sacks through 10 games. And you're like, oh, Jalen, he, he wasn't playing early in the year. If he was good enough, he would have been, bro. Like, come on. Come on. I know this front office and his coaches have some shit, but you think they sabotaging us like that? You think they sabotaging us like that? Dude, if KJ Henry was good enough to be on the field, he wouldn't? Zach Prescott, Dak Prescott was out, out that bitch cooking Thanksgiving dinner in the pocket yesterday. Throwing bombs over Baghdad on this sorry-ass defense. The secondary is the worst secondary in the NFL. Benjamin St. Juice is fucking trash. Benjamin St. Juice is fucking trash. And the only reason we not talking about Emmanuel Forbes is because he didn't play. Because guess what? He would have got it too. Because he's ass too. How you spend your first two draft assets on the secondary that's still the worst position group in NFL? Benjamin St. Juice is not an NFL corner, bro. He's slow. He's slow as fuck. He don't recognize routes. His footwork ass. You can tell he don't watch no type of film. I tweeted that during the game yesterday. You can tell Benjamin St. Juice don't watch no type of film, which is essential as a defensive back. He just want to be a, a fucking Instagram and TikTok star all day. Go look at his amount of in his, uh, Instagram posts and TikTok posts compared to... Go look at his interception and pass deflection ratio to the amount of TikTok posts and uh, Instagram posts. Bro wants to be an Instagram model over a football player so fucking bad, bro. You can tell he watches no type of film. He's just out there guessing what the receiver's going to do. He don't know tendencies. He don't know route concepts. He don't know route combos. All these things that you need if you're going to just be an adequate DB. You can tell he's just out there bitch freelancing. And all I heard about was Chase Young. His leverage is fucking horrible. You playing Brandon Cooks with fucking outside leverage and mad coverage. On the, on the fucking wide side of the field. Who's teaching these dudes, bruh? That's why Jack Del Rio can go today. Because you can't tell me that it's coaching going on during the week when it's shit like that happening, bruh. You can't tell me that. David Mayo being on the NFL field. No, fuck. No, 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 no. No, fuck, fuck David Mayo. Cody Barton came back just to get his ass torched. Cody Barton came back just to get his ass fucking torched. Like we were seeing all season. He came back and they missed a fucking beat. And I hate to say it. Because some of y'all are going, some of y'all going <coughs> come in my head for this take. But it's the truth. I don't care at this point. Because everybody could go. Everybody could go. That mid-ass Alabama wall defensive line that you're paying $40 million to. Newsflash, when you're getting paid $20 million as a defensive tackle in the NFL, you're getting paid to be Pro Bowl level all pro. Let me know if Jonathan Allen or De'Ron Payne have played at that level this year. 
But here's the take that some of y'all going to hate. But you know, we're here to give you that double dose of reality on the side of your Thanksgiving meal, on the side of your Black Friday leftovers today. Cam Curl is not that fucking guy, bro. He not that good. Cam Curl is a guy that does his job really well. And this is the reason why he hasn't been paid yet. But when you have games like yesterday where he don't even do his assignments really well, he's not that good of a football player at that point. He out here getting beat in cover two, <clears throat> not drifting high enough, <clears throat> getting torched. He don't make no plays. He don't make no impact-worthy plays, no turnover-worthy plays. He's a glorified middle linebacker, bruh. He's London fucking Fletcher at the safety position. And he ain't even that good. London Fletcher, damn near Hall of Famer. Let me not put smut on London Fletcher name, mentioning him with the likes of fucking Cam Curl today. But he won $20 million. <laughs> Fuck out of here, bro. Fuck out of here. I want one interception. I want one interception, bro. What, you got like two forced fumbles this year? I ain't seen an a interception since 2020, bro. I was clean shaved as fuck last time Cam Curl had an interception. And we get the Ashburn in ourselves, Ashburn syndrome in ourselves, when we get to believing that these guys are good, better than they actually are. Quite frankly, there's no blue chip players on this roster at this point. I would have argued Terry McLaurin to this, uh, prior to this season. And maybe Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne, but none of them are living up to that blue chip standard at this point. And that's the issue. When you don't have any blue chip players on the roster or any players that aren't giving you blue chip production, when you pair that with a coach on the hot seat, when you pair that with a first-year offensive coordinator that's looking to get a head coaching job, when you pair that with a defensive coordinator where the game has clearly passed them by, you get the 2023 Washington Commanders. And what's our two favorite words? You get organizational malpractice. And that's what we've been witnessing. And that's what came to its head yesterday in Dallas. Bro, they were eating turkey legs in the middle of the fucking game, bro. I don't think y'all understand. I, I, I could have swore bro was about to start bringing some sides. I could have swore the lineman was about to start bringing dishes of sweet potatoes and mac, greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes, yams, ham. You name it, bro. That's how Dak was in the pocket yesterday. I got CD. I got CD, Terman, Tony, Pollard, Brennan, Cooks. You name it. You name it. Like, what the fuck, bro? I'm sorry if you're listening to this in the audio-only platforms. I just had to take a long pause, though, because, like, I just sat back and realized, like, we're dog shit. We're dog shit. And I don't know how I'm supposed to do this for five more weeks. 
I'm supposed to do this for five more weeks because fucking Josh Harris and Ron made a fucking pinky promise. Because they made a fucking pinky promise prior to the season. I'm supposed to be looking looking at paddle bow Ron. Like, guys, 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 you know? I'm not going to answer that question. Then I got to sit. Then I got to sit and watch fucking Ron Rivera get more fight in the press conference than his team did all, all game. Bro was spicy as shit with the media. Media was beating the shit out of his ass yesterday. I am not answering that question. No. no fuck out of here, bro. But I'm supposed to sit him through five, five more weeks of that shit because Josh Harris and Ron Rivera made a fucking pinky promise. But that's the process that you want me to trust, right? Bro, they had Thanksgiving dinner in the middle of the fucking game on us, bro. That'll do it for this episode of the Bleeding BNG Podcast. As always, if you're not checking us out on social media, check us out on X and Instagram. <coughs> Our Instagram is at Bleeding BNG, B-L-E-E-D-I-N-G, B-N-G. Our X handle is at Bleeding BNG, B-L-E-E-D-I-N, B-N-G. As I said at the beginning of the episode, be sure to comment, be sure to like, be sure to subscribe. Because... The least we can do is give y'all the content that y'all looking for. Y'all NFL team ain't going to give it to you. But guess what? You can always count on us at Bleeding BNG to give you the most raw, uncut, and unfiltered analysis. And while talking about that, if you're checking us out on those audio-only platforms that I just mentioned, like Spotify, like Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a rate and be sure to leave a review. That's how we finesse these algorithms so that when you're searching anything Bleeding BNG, um, or anything Washington Commanders, excuse me, Bleeding BNG is that number one content hub that pops up in your search bar. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Um, we got a long five weeks ahead of us, but guess what? That means that we can keep pushing out more fire content for you guys. But check in, um, reaction video coming soon, uh, and I got a lot more content coming as well.